Harrison Army Rising. There's going to come a time that the church will rise as the highest of all the mountains and saviors will be raised in the church to deal with the world system. And let it be now. We need to have a national focus. We don't have to lose this ambition or else we work against the Great Commission. They are equipped in righteousness. Unless our righteousness exceeds those who just know ABC and suffice others to do, but they don't do. Unless we see that. We pray for God to raise right ministers in our nations. We pray for God to raise right task collectors. We pray for God to raise right security agents. They are bold and fearless. Standing your ground when the battle has been heated to such an extent that everyone is running away. But we don't quit. For we know no defeat. The agenda to possess the nations. Welcome to an equipping center of the word and prayer on Pentecost hour. Stay tuned in. Life can be meaningful. It depends on how you make it. But so far as God is concerned, life can be meaningful to you. We want to bless the name of the Lord for 2022. 2022 is here with us. It's another year of progress. Another year of training in righteousness for a holier service for the Lord. A year of training for a holier service to the Lord. It's another year of learning more about our God. It's another year of challenges and victories. And beyond all this, it is another year with the Lord. It's, it's another year with the Lord. I want to speak to the topic, the Lord is with you. I've just learned that Noah has been waiting. <laughs> and because Abraham and Koa are disturbing him, he said, nobody, I'm not saying anything about you. And so I told him to just give me some few weeks. <laughs> I want to dwell on um, the message I preached the 31st night. I will just be taking it in bits. I want us to prepare very well and enter into 2022 and succeed. So 2022 is here with us. The Lord is with us. So the Lord is with us. The conviction that God is with us in itself, peace to the soul. I mean a fixed and a firm belief that God is with us. Not just a cognitive knowledge of the universal presence of God, but a fixed and a firm belief, knowing and knowing that God is with us, is in itself peace. 
See why? Because life is full of challenges. Now many will rush to 31st night, some to receive prophecies and all that, because there's so much anxiety in the year ahead. But you see, I don't know the prophecy you received. Life is full of challenges. There are spiritual challenges, moral challenges, societal challenges, relational challenges in our marital lives. Our parental life, issues with bosses, difficult subordinates to manage, challenges from our neighbors, challenges from our teachers, many other challenges. And because of the challenges, there are victories also in life. See, so challenges comes from this falling world against the human being. Yet the irony of the matter is that God has made the human being the manager of the world. So the human being to some extent can manage the challenge. We are capable of managing the challenges that come to us because God has made us the managers of this earth. And for those of us who are Christians, God has made available the Holy Spirit as our helper. And remember, the Holy Spirit is a creator God. And God has promised to be with us. The Lord is with us. But why do some crash under the challenges of and the pressures of this world? The problem has been twofold. Now, number one is our thinking. Number two, our willpower. So why people crash under the pressures of this world is because of their thinking. Which many a time affects the person's willpower. Many Christians do not have their minds fixed on God. And fixed on the fact that God is with us. So they tend to lose the peace of God in the midst of this tumultuous world. And this invariably tends to affect their willpower. And they crash on the challenges. The willpower is the ability to take charge. I have said that just fixing your mind on the fact that God is with us and God is and God can 
is in itself peace. It charges our inner man for action. Isaiah 26 verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. The King James says that thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. You will keep him in perfect peace one whose mind is stayed on you. Because he trusted indeed. You will keep in perfect peace those whose mind are steadfast, stayed on you because they trust in you. Verse 4. Trust the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself is the eternal rock. Trust in the Lord forever. Not just 2021, but forever. And then he gives the reason. Says the Lord. And then he says the Lord himself is the rock eternal. Now when we are talking about a rock, we are talking about the dependable. Now the unmovable, the faithful. When he says that he is the eternal rock. So far as he is concerned, there is nothing about 2021, nothing about 2022, because he is eternal. There's nothing to fear. You have to depend. On the eternal rock. Where he is, there is no 2022. He humbles those who dwell on high. He lays the lofty city low. He levels it to the ground and casts it down to dust. Now he asks this to it. For us to know that the eternal Lord or the eternal rock is the omnipotent God. Can you keep the peace of your inner self in the midst of this world? Yes. Most of us are stronger than we, we think. We are really strong on the inside. If the whole God is in you, what can be against you? Okay, so as chapter six. Now, Judges chapter 6 begins with a story that God has handed 
Israel over to the Midianites because of sin. Now the Midianites have been so oppressive to the extent that the Israelites have been hiding in mountain clefts and in caves. Now, but remember that Israel has the greatest of the gods. The Lord is his name. He is called the Lord Almighty. That is the God of the Israelites. But how are they hiding from the Midianites? Why are they hiding in mountain clefts and in caves? Human beings tend to rats. Now the situation has so overwhelmed them that they are even thinking that God has deserted them. So they came to their senses and they prayed to their mighty one. An angel of the Lord descended. Let's read the account of what the angel said. Judges chapter 6 from verse 11. Judges 6 from verse 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak of Ophrah that belonged to Joas, the Abizrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. Now when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now look at the, how the angel is describing this fearful fellow. You are a mighty warrior and the Lord is with you. Now let's listen to Gideon. Pardon me, my Lord. Gideon replied, But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hands of the medium. Yeah. Now the angel did not respond to what he was saying. Angels, they know the difference between Twatua and Riestof. So he actually didn't mind him. But he went on and said, The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have. And save Israel out of the Midian's hands. Am I not sending you? Now, 
And yes, Soma, and Masuma Woyi. And then you know, we'll continue with the intro. Now, verse 15. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my family. Look at how he's seeing himself, even though the angel has named him man of valor. Now, in some cases, I have both one can find Gideon who is the weakest in Manasseh. Who can kind in your mood now? Now, country and say, which only a grade a dean and a medibaji Israel, she must suffer. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. I will be with you. That is all that you need. The assurance of the presence of God. And you will strike the Midianites, leaving none alive. Okay, to us also, a radical channel say, I want to encourage you to come out of your cave, your hiding place, and confront your media knights, and God will crush them under your feet. That begin to think. And know that God is with you. And then arise. Let your spirit arise. Because you are more than a conqueror. Now I will tell you a story. That was written to Del Carnegie. By one Oja. K. Yave. She lived in Kodolin. Idoha. In the United States. This is many years ago. And then we will take some lessons from her testimony. Yeah. A woman. Now, so this is from Oja, K. Yave. And this is her story. She wrote eight and a half years after she has been miraculously healed from cancer. Now read a portion of her letter. Eight and a half years ago, I was condemned to die a slow, agonizing death of cancer. The best medical brains of the time confirmed this sentence. I was at Death End Street. The ultimate gaped at me. I was young. I didn't want to die. In my desperation, I phoned my doctor. I cried out to him the despair in my heart. Rather impatiently, he upbraided me. What is the matter, Oga? 
Haven't you any fights in you? Sure, you would die if you keep crying. Yes, the worst have happened to you. Okay, face the facts. Quit worrying. And do something about it. Right there and then, I took an oath. An oath so solemn that the nails sank deep into my flesh. And the cold chills ran down my spine. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to cry. And if there's anything to mind over matter, I'm going to win. I'm going to love. The usual amount of estuary in such advanced cases was administered to me for 49 days. And although my bones stuck out of my emaciated body, and although my feet felt like lead, I did not worry. Not once did I cry. I smiled. Yes, I actually forced to smile. I'm not so idiotic. As to imagine that merely smiling can cure cancer. But I do believe that a cheerful mental attitude helps the body fight diseases. At any rate, I experienced one of the miracle cures of cancer. I have never been healthier than in the last few years. Thanks to those challenging fighting words. Thanks to those challenging fighting words. Those words that the doctor told me said they were challenging and they were fighting words. Face the facts. worrying. Then do something about it. And I want to add. Because the Lord is with you. Face the facts. Quit worrying. Do something about the situation. The Lord is with you. Face the facts. Quit worrying. Do something about your situation. God is with you. I want to deal with face the facts. So we are talking about facts. It is something that actually exists. We are talking about the reality. Something that has basis, it has foundation. So we say, we say that facts are founded. Something 
that is known, that is known to exist. Or to have happened. Facts are realities. And mostly they are established by evidence. They are statements. Laws. Events. That are mostly associated with the past. But normally. Especially when those things are negative. It only breeds regret. Because I'm saying that it's associated with the past. And the past is always irretrievable. And most of it are not the past is irreparable. That is why people always say, had I known, and you say, had I known, is always at last. It only breeds regret. Especially when it is irreparable. And when it is irretrievable, it causes one to concentrate just on the yesterdays. Because we but we have today to live. And tomorrow to take. And so there are certain things that if you want to move on and succeed in life, you must actually lift your head. And face the facts. Why did I marry this fellow? Meanwhile, you have been married for five years. You have married already. Face the facts. It doesn't matter who your husband is. Accept your mates. Because you have married the fellow already. Don't rush to court. You have married him. Face the facts. Face the facts. That this is my husband. Face the facts. <laughs> How come I chose this job over the other one? Forgive yourself. Now you have chosen it already. So face the fact that this is the job that I'm doing and see what you can do. Face the fact. You can't be living in yesterday. We don't, we don't walk backwards like that. It is purely abnormal. See, if we can conquer these challenges when we master courage to face the facts. Sometimes you hear people saying, if only my daddy had not died. If my mother was still alive. My husband had not died. But if he faced the fact. Your mother is dead. She will not come back to life. So remove the if. The fellow is dead. How can you make it a condition? Face the fact. Otherwise, you'll be living in yesterday. Face the fact. Face the fact. 
If these are facts, if it is a fact that your husband is no more, and he has left five children with you, if it is a fact that your mom is gone, if it's a, a fact that your dad is no more if these are facts then face the facts the best way to confront these facts such as marriage and they are challenges in marriages you see that always between the two of you you don't gel they are Always quarrels here and there. You see, face the fact. How be to say our remote today be on some mobile no not muntimin sasa papa sano me a dear wo don't rush and say that we are not compatible. Face the fact. What is going on? Face it. Men to Tumrika and Kobe Bianca say, Oh, yeah, nanti bomwa and ye there be shadiabano. Yes, you know, you be your finances. So they be our sick as your attitude at work. Why have you been giving queries? Instead of saying that it is this person who went and said that about me, you face the fact. There are three ways to face the fact. I will suggest the first one as this. Analyze the situation fearlessly and Honestly, with the intention of charting a better course out of the life that you have now. Now, analyze the situation fearlessly and honestly. And do that honestly. Now, this lady had challenges with the husband. The husband was always beating her. But the boss is someone who is actually causing troubles in the marriage. Now the boss is a friend to both. And so when they have challenges, they will go to this big man. And their problems never get solved. Then one day, the lady decided to face the fact. The very person they go to is the very person she is, she is having an affair with. And is the very person that is causing the suspicion that is going on in the marriage. That is why the beatings and the disturbances are going on. And the lady said, No, I'll face the facts. Fearlessly. And, and honestly went to the husband please this is what is going yes, yes, forgive me I want to move away from this but I'm in your hands I want to please God if you won't marry me again I wouldn't mind 
But I don't want to live a double kind of life. And, and I wouldn't go to this man ever. Please forgive me. Some people will be dreading this. But somehow, the husband accepted her. All this fighting and the beating stopped. Living in pretense is always a problem. Face the fact. Why are you having this grace, this kind of grace as a student? Face the fact. Are you studying or your lecturer is the one who is not good? Number two. Accept the responsibility, the condition, the blame, the consequences. Now, this lady said, Come what me. I accept the responsibility. I accept any condition. I accept the blame. I accept the consequence. Number three. Become. And see what you can do next. Face the facts. See, this doctor told Olga that you see you have already contracted cancer. So face the facts. So you can be crying. So crying will not solve the problem. That is why the doctor said, face the facts. Quit worrying. Then do something about the situation. Brothers, we always need to face the facts. We need to face the facts. Analyze the situation fearlessly and honestly. Now, we've and the intention of building something better out of the existing situation. Accept responsibility. Don't play Eve, don't play Adam. Except the condition, the blame, uh, the consequence. Now, you find in marriages people trying to bring issues from 1996. I <laughs> see. Oh, 1996, you told me, face the fact, we are in 2022. Going to bring 1996. We can just learn from the past. We can learn from the past with the purpose of improving the present. But don't bring issues that are negative from 1996 into 2022. 2022 is Face the facts. The 1996 is gone. Now face the fact that 2021 will not come into your life again. Let the dead 
2021 bury its death. I will bring two stories to illustrate this point and then we will round up. The first is from Luke 15, the second is from Luke 16. If you look at Homa, Dunum, now Luke 15 is about the prodigal son. He took his estate, even though the father was not dead, and he went out to live a righteous life and then squandered the property. Now look at Sempa Etidunum no Fa Obadi Sefona. Now the worst condition that an Israelite can be in, a Jew can be in, is to be tending to pigs. Israel for and Jew for Adi Muno. So be kwa kudru se oyem prekwa nase oyem prekumwejuma nate se wako from pa. Now he's struggling to have some of the food that the pigs are eating. But the pigs, they look at him and say, go to your father, go to your father. Now, you were not even giving him space. Luke chapter 15. Let's take it from verse 17. When he came to his senses, he said, now he's going to face the facts. How many of my father's hide servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I was, I will set out and go back to my father and say to him now listen look at it father I have sinned against heaven and against you I am no longer worthy to be called your son make me like one of your high servants so he got up and went to the father Facing the facts. This is what I have done. After all, when I go home and I will not have space to be a son, my father can make me a hide servant. It is better than being here with the peace. So he got up and went to the father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. And listening to the son, the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But why did he call him father? Father, I have sinned against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And the man, the man didn't mind. Papa, no. He called the servants. Come and give my son a good bath. Change his clothing. I want to throw a party for him. He was lost. 
And now he is found. Face the facts. Let us face the facts. Let us rise and face the facts. You cannot be blaming everybody. What have you been doing? Face the facts. Your Christian life. Face the facts. Are you fasting enough? Face the facts. And the last point I read was to become and see what to do. Luke 16. From verse 1. Jesus told his disciples, there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. Now, yes, you can't tell so he called him in and asked him what is this I hear about you now, friend, give an account of your management because you cannot be manager any longer now so the man instead of trying to find out whether what the people said was true decided that come and give an account you are not going to be a manager. So if you give it well, you are not going to be a manager. If it's found that you have actually squandered the money, you are not. So there was no space for this manager to continue his work. Now become, face the fact and become and see what you can do. The manager said to him, What shall I do now? See what you can do. My master is taking away my job. That is the fact. I am not strong to dig. That one too is a fact. I'm ashamed to beg because I've been a manager, a big man. How can I possibly go around? Begging. That's one to is a fact. And verse 4 comes in and says that I know what I will do so that I know what I will do so that now so he's come now. He has accepted the fact and now he is figuring out what to do next. When I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. And so you know what he did? Because the man said he was not going to be a manager anymore. So he decided to spoil the work. So <laughs> to destroy it. <laughs> he was just not destroying it. Oh. He was destroying it so that when he sat from the job, he will find somewhere to lay his head. Face the fact. Analyze the situation. Accept the blame. Accept the responsibility. Be calm and see what you can do. 
So we'll take this one for the first session. Next week we will continue. Quit worrying. I'm praying that God will be with you. So that is 2022. We will face the fact. We'll quit worrying. We'll do something about our situation. For God is with you. So if you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to give you this opportunity to accept him as Lord. He's all you have. For a transformation. Those who know him, they will never be put to shame. You want to accept Jesus as Lord. Because you acknowledge that you are a sinner. Then repeat this prayer after me. Simple prayer. Say, Dear Lord, today, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I repent of my sins. And I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I will serve Him the rest of my life. So help me, God. You have prayed this simple prayer. You are born again. Find a good church to attend. And join the Church of Pentecost if you are close to any of our churches. It is a good church. You will never miss Christ when you join us. So may the Lord be with you. Now we are going to pray. We are going to concentrate on what we have been taught. And pray that God will gain the strength to be able to face the facts. You cannot always be running away from the Lord's Supper. Face the facts. And do something about your sins. Shall we rise if we can wherever you are? Wherever you are. Your parenting. Your parenting. You cannot always say my children are bad boys. Face the facts. How are you training them? Face the facts. You see you are to work. 24-7 your wife too is at work. Who is training these children? Face the facts. Are you parenting well? Or the children are just like that. Face the facts. Face the facts. Did you take that money? Or face the facts. Shall we, shall we pray? Oh, Labasana. Oh, Face the facts. Face the fact, face the fact. Oh, 
We are very grateful unto you, Father and our God. We give you thanks and give you praise for this opportunity and also giving us this platform for our daddy to be able to reach out with the word and the gospel to homes, to cities, to nations, and to lives that are depressed, suppressed, and oppressed. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name. At this moment, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that even as the prodigal son came to himself and realized that he can no longer continue to live in this situation, we pray in the name of Jesus, let the grace to come to ourselves. In the name of Jesus, touch our lives, touch our hearts, touch our minds. The grace to come to ourselves and to rise up from our slumber, to rise up from our sinful nature, to rise up from our slumber. In the name of Jesus, let this grace begin to move and touch our lives and touch marriages and touch children. In the name of Jesus, we pray to you, God. That as we begin this year, let the grace of God draw a distinction between our past and our present. Our prayer is that, Father, by this broadcast, we pray for special grace in the name of Jesus. That we can say that our past is over. Let our past be over. Let the new begin in the name of Jesus the grace to face the reality because we know that God you are with us continue to be with us continue to be with your church continue to be with our leaders continue to be with our father and continue to build your church in the name of Jesus take all the glory in Jesus name Amen Amen